welcome to Martially Motivated. I'm your host, Dan Burrell with Burrell Martial Arts. On this episode, we are discussing workplace uh, pre-incident indicators, PINs, um, as well as rules of opposites. Um, so essentially, these are both, um, for the most part, geared towards workplace, um, at least the way I'm going to discuss it in the rules of opposites, I will. Um, it could be anywhere, though. Uh, you'll find that anytime you're unsure of a situation of what's going on, if you look at the opposite, you'll find a clear idea of what's going on, which we'll talk about uh, at the uh, second half of this podcast here. So um, I want to start off with workplace pins, which is pre-incident indicators. And we've talked about pins before uh, with um, uh, usually it was kind of geared more towards the dating and somebody trying to get something from you. Um, but this one is for the workplace. Um, I'm going to go down the list here uh, about, I think about 15, 20 uh, items here uh, before I move on. So let's just jump right into this list. The first one on the list is inflexibility, resistance to change, uh, unwilling to discuss ideas contrary to his or her own. I'm going to say his a lot. Um, I threw in her there too, but uh, no, this can be applied to anybody, but just to make it easy, so I don't have to keep saying his and her, I'm just going to say his. Um, for the next one, um, the uh, weapons. Uh, has obtained a weapon recently or has a weapons collection or mentions weapons. Now, as with uh, a lot of my previous uh, checklists that I've talked about, uh, just because it's on here does not mean there's something wrong. Uh, there has to be a, a number of things. Uh, these are just red flags, something to you know perk your ears up and think a little bit deeper on. Uh, just because somebody has a weapon doesn't mean they're dangerous. Uh, but if they recently have been stockpiling weapons uh, and are talking a lot about weapons and war and how this is going to happen, that's going to happen, which I, I say that now in the middle of a pandemic where... Some people actually uh, are doing it, and it's not necessarily that far out of uh, whack there. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, on a normal day, that would be cause for alarm. Um, the next one is sadness, uh, sullen, angry, loss of interest, or depressed. Um, that one's always, doesn't matter if it's a workplace or what, uh, friends, family. You see somebody with sadness, you uh, it should be pretty natural to know that there's a red flag there. Something's wrong. Uh, you need to find out what. Um, but what this one is specifically discussing is uh, a, a sudden change um, and that it's ongoing. Um, you know, anything like uh, when it comes to workplace pins, I'm thinking of things like a person's going through a divorce um, or maybe on the verge of losing a, a job or promotion, whatever it may be. Um, that's what we're talking about there. Hopelessness is the next one. Uh, you'll hear them say, what's the use? Or nothing ever changes anyway. Uh, very pessimistic. Uh, again, there's plenty of people that are pessimistic that are not going to go off and you know, start shooting everybody. Um, it, it's just a, another red flag that you need to kind of diagnose and go, okay, is this new? Is, is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Uh, all those things matter. Um, identification. Uh, he praises or identifies with other predators or workplace violence, uh, even if it's making a joke. That is important. 
Um, dark jokes in particular are a sign um, of something deeper. Um, saying, man, you know, one day I'm just going to come in here and blow the place up. You know, it may, may have been mentioned as a joke, but it's coming from somewhere. And it's something you need to discuss or think about. Um, talking to superiors, whatever it is, and keeping keep an eye out on somebody that has uh, dark humor, um, especially if it's coming out of nowhere or it's starting to rise up and get pretty consistent. Uh, let's see, coworker fear. Uh, coworkers are afraid or apprehensive towards him. Um, time, and this one, it's uh, T-I-M-E, so what it's representing here is uh, has used threats is the T, intimidations I, manipulations M, and escalations E. Time, threats, intimidation, manipulation, escalation. Excuse me. Uh, paranoia. Uh, he feels others are out to get him and others conspire against him. Criticism uh, does not take criticism well. Um, a lot of people don't. Uh, Again, you really have to dig in deeper as to what's going on here. Uh, is it based on work? Is it based on um, personal things? Uh, that that could be an issue there. Most people have a tough time, you know, dealing with criticism. Um, but again, look at all these aspects and um, just recognize it as a red flag. Uh, blame blames others uh, for results of his actions, um, crusades, undertakes crusades or missions at work at uh, a one-man war, essentially. Unreasonable expectations, feels he deserves an apology or to be claimed right. Um, let's see, grievance uh, has filed unreasonable grievances. Uh, police encounters has recent uh, police encounters. That's always on the list um, of things you need to be watching out for. If someone's constantly involved with the police, they're never going to say, oh, yeah, I made, a, I made a mistake there. It's usually, oh, they're on my case over this. Nothing happened. I blah, blah, blah. And then the next week, yeah, they came over to the house again, did this, blah, blah, blah. It's just, I, I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I've been had a police encounter. <laughs> I've had some... Uh, uh, been pulled over a few times that were unreasonable, but uh, but th at the same time there was always a reason. Uh, I, I disagreed, but <laughs> that's about the extent of my police encounters throughout my life, um, other than training with them on a regular basis. But um, that's about it. Uh, media. Uh, there's recently been news stories about workplace violations um, or violence. Excuse me. Um, he identifies with perpetrators. That is a big one. Uh, unfortunately, it, it, this happens seemingly on a daily basis anymore. Um, it's just all over the media, and it makes it difficult to get away from something like that. But you do need to watch out for people that uh, say, "Well, you know, that person had it coming." Uh, again, unfortunately, the. Uh, Thing, everything's politicized now, so everyone has to be on an opposite sides of someone that they think is already on the opposite side. So everyone is, uh, you know, siding with uh, a perpetrator at some point, unfortunately. Um, 
So again, put that into the, the, the whole category, not just a one-off thing. Focus uh, through, though it's not his job, uh, he's monitored and behave, uh, excuse me, he's monitored the behavior or activities of other employees or has stalked employees. Uh, that, that's a big one, but at the same time, uh, some people just feel like they need to be the police of the area. Um, I think almost every big workplace has that person that likes to point out everyone's mistakes, uh, conveniently forgetting to point out their own mistakes. Contact is the last one. Uh, if he was fired, he has maintained contact or current employees or uh, with current employees or refuses to let go. All right, so uh, that, that is the workplace pins um, there. <laughs> if you recognize in a lot of these in one individual, um, unfortunately, <laughs> you can vote them out. But uh, aside from that, if it's in your personal uh, workplace, you need to bring it up. Um, you know, criticism, blaming, crusades, unreasonable expectations, uh, grievances, police encounters. It's just those, all those things together are a very bad sign that something's leading in a very bad direction. Um, you can talk to the person, especially early on. We've talked about this before. Awareness prevention. That, that's the, the handbook I keep uh, going through here that I use. Um, if you're aware of it, <clears throat> you can prevent it. So you got to be aware soon, though. You can't wait for all of these to come up before you try and do something about it. By then, it's too late, unfortunately. I mean, maybe you can save lives and um, physical stuff, but that person is gone. That they, they are not coming back when all of these are in place. Um, they've uh, gone too far. That's why I mean. That's what I mean by uh, it's it's too late. It's too late for that person. So, out of respect for that person, if you see somebody, you know, talking a lot about uh, weapons while they're sad and hopeless, uh, and they're identifying with uh, violent people on TV, do something about it. Uh, if it's someone you know, talk to them and point out these bad things. Uh, if it's someone you don't know or you're afraid of approaching this person, uh, bring it to somebody that's above them, a superior, a boss, uh, owners, whatever it may be, um, and be very verbal that something needs to be done and not just, you know, thinking about it for later. If something comes up, uh, again, it, it, it will escalate quickly. All right, moving on to rules of opposites here. Um, I like this one. Uh, uh, again, I'm going to talk about this kind of being um, a scenario of Somebody coming to your home, uh, a repairman coming to your home, um, whatever it may be, <clears throat> and you're not exactly sure on the discussion. If you think of the opposite behavior, it will make things very clear. And I, I use this on a regular basis if I'm not sure about someone's intentions um, or a comment they made. So I'm going to go down another list here and just list off some favorable stuff and unfavorable uh, things, which is just, it's the opposite. Um, that's all it is. So if uh, this repairman's over at your home um, and they're offering to help on unrelated tasks, think to yourself, 
what would the what would be the opposite of working on unrelated tasks? The opposite of that is doing their job and no more. Which one would you prefer? The one person that comes over, does their job, and gets out of there, or is constantly working on other tasks? So right there, you can start to see immediately that uh, once you look at the opposite, you can point out uh, whether or not something's favorable, unfavorable, and what they should be doing. So while it could be nice to offer them uh, or them to offer to help uh, do the dishes while they're over, uh, it's not their job and it, it's not something they should be doing. So um, that was the first one there. Does this job and no more is the favorable. Offers to help on unrelated tasks is the unfavorable. Next one, uh, respectful of privacy. That is favorable. Unfavorable, curious, asks many questions. Now, as usual, uh, just because somebody asks you a question that has nothing to do with uh, the, the, the task at hand, you don't need to kick them out of your house and call the police. Um, I, I had somebody over just the other day, actually, uh, and just chatting a little bit while he was doing his work. It was just, it wasn't anything privacy-wise, uh, just, you know, how things are going, how difficult things are lately for him to, uh, worried about going into people's houses during the pandemic. Very, uh, on topic for the, the day and times, um, as he continued to do his, his job. Um, next one stands at an appropriate distance. Again, very, uh, timely for this one. Um, that would be favorable and unfavorable is stands too close. Uh, pandemic aside, I don't like people in my face when they're just chatting. Uh, it is just uncomfortable. I think everyone knows somebody that is like that. I've had students before that, uh, will be two inches away from your face and lean in even closer as they listen to you or talk to you. And even though you step backwards, they don't take the hint and they step in closer. It's very odd. But uh, at the same time, I found myself doing this just because of my hearing. Sometimes I lean in a little bit um, or I feel like I need to yell and I don't want to yell. So I just step closer. Um, so again, to look at the whole picture there. Um, Waits to be escorted is favorable. Walks around the house freely. Uh, that's definitely a cause for alarm. Uh, one big thing is when it comes to your home, if somebody that you don't know, a stranger, even if they're a repairman coming in, uh, if they're walking around your home and they have not, are not going straight to, let's see, the sink where they're going to fix the drain, and they're just wandering around, that is a huge cause for alarm. Very promptly say, oh, here's, here's a sink over here. Um, I, you know, don't look around, I haven't cleaned yet, uh, I'm embarrassed. You know, whatever it takes, uh, because they could be uh, scouting the location. They could be looking for doors that are unlocked that people normally have a door that is unlocked because they think, oh, nobody's gonna come in that way, it's gonna come through the front door. Or, well, this door goes to here, and they'd have to jump a fence, and blah, blah, blah. It's no big deal. Eh, you keep that door locked at all times. Um, but even windows, they may see a window that is cracked open. Or they may look in th looking through for um, security alarms or uh, weapons, whatever it may be. They're searching for something. So 
don't let them do it. Be, if you need to, say, hey, stay on task, please. I, I've got you know company coming over real soon. I, I really need to get this done. All right. Um, next one, uh, favorable, keeps his comments to the job at hand. Unfavorable, tries to get into discussions on other topics, makes personal comments. Uh, again, uh, take this one uh, as a red flag, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything on its own. A lot of times people are just chatty, um, especially if uh, it's someone you know. I've had a lot of people that have done work on my house, have done it numerous times for numerous years. Uh, you, you talk about things, hey, how's the kids doing? And, you know, did you hear this thing? Uh, that's fairly normal. Uh, don't freak out. Just if you don't like it, definitely say, okay, you know, like I mentioned before, uh, the go-to is, oh, I've got company coming over real soon. Um, work as hard as you can. I appreciate it. Um, it, it. Two things that come from that. One, they go, oh, well, crap. Okay, I need to get this done. And two, even if they do have bad intentions, they now know that somebody else is going to be coming over soon. And that makes them go, oh, well, I guess I can't pull off that plan today or whatever it may be. So it gets, gets people out of your home quickly and lets them know that others are on their way. Uh, next one, mindful of time works quickly. Uh, unfavorable, no concern about time, in no, uh, no hurry to leave. Uh, this one kind of depends on if you pay them by the hour, but uh, nonetheless, uh, as usual, say that same thing. Say, hey, I'm kind of in a hurry here. Uh, get them going pretty quickly. Next one, doesn't care if others are home. Unfavorable, wants to know if others are home. Uh, we, again, just mentioned, uh, if you are alone, uh, don't present that. Don't say, oh, yeah, I'm all alone today. Don't bring that up. Uh, and if they know that you're home alone, again, mention that somebody is on their way over right now, so you need them to hurry. Uh, never admit to being alone unless they can absolutely prove it. Um, and if they're trying to prove it, then get them out of your house or you take off because there's an issue there. They, that should not have anything to do with their job. Uh, next one, doesn't care if others are expected. That is favorable. And again, unfavorable is just the opposite. Wants to know if others are expected. The answer is always yes. Um, and then the last one here, doesn't pay undue attention to you. Unfavorable stares at you. So again, we, we all know somebody that tends to stare a little long. Uh, went to grades or middle school with uh, and, and high school with somebody that just stared at you from across the room for minutes on end. Never understood that guy. Super weird, but for some reason he was fairly popular. I, I'll never understand that one. Uh, but again, some people are just weird. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, use these types of things as indicators. Um, think it through and go, okay, this doesn't seem right, or I'm not sure if this seems right. What would be the opposite of this? And then you go, oh, okay, that was perfectly normal, or yeah, this is not normal. You're not supposed to be doing this. Uh, and again, you need to do something about it. Um, what do you do about it? If you find somebody that are just check marking down the list all of these things, um, there's a couple things. Um, if you don't feel uh, immediate threat, uh, 
um, pick up the phone and go into the other room, uh, whether it's calling the police or um, talking to somebody else, maybe call up a neighbor and say, hey, can you come over really quick? Someone that knows nearby, um, have them join you. Uh, maybe even mention to bring a weapon. Uh, you, you can hide a, a pocket knife or if you carry a, a, a gun, you can bring that with you. Um, not necessarily coming in barrel with a, a shotgun in hand and <laughs> yelling at everybody, but uh, a handgun that you can keep concealed for just in case. Uh, little things like that. You do something, and if you do feel like the threat is becoming more imminent, get out. The There's nothing in your home that is worth your life, so get out first, then make that phone call. Uh, nowadays, thankfully, I think everybody has cell phones over the age of, I don't know, 12. Uh, though I, I seem to have new students that at the age of six have cell phones. I don't understand that. But, uh, you know, have that phone on you when somebody comes over so that if you have to leave right away and step outside, you have your phone. You don't have to run upstairs or into another room uh, where they can trap you uh, just because you need to get your phone. Um, and I'm going to be talking in a, a future episode about uh, home security. Um, that's an important one. Uh, in one quick thing is to make sure you have things in place for situations like this. For me personally, there is uh, at least... I'm going to say at least one, but I'm guessing at least five weapons in every one room in my house that if something goes down, I have a weapon within hand's reach, arm's reach, uh, and I know how to use it. Uh, so I'm very confident that if somebody comes in, I know what to do, um, but that doesn't mean you're going to be prepared for it, and that's what we're going to be talking about in that episode. Um, that one is going to be a fairly big episode, so... Um, I'm kind of preparing for that. Most of these, actually all of these, I've done no preparation. <laughs> this is just me winging it and looking off a little sheet that I use for uh, my self-defense classes. But for that one, I'm actually writing some notes um, and are actually taking you through quite a bit on that, uh, which is why it's, I haven't done it yet. But um, I do have some more um, as far as the, the rest of this pamphlet here that I give out. Uh, I... Let me do one more here. This is the next section. It's actually in the same section, but it's right underneath my rules of opposites. Um, and it's, it's kind of important. Uh, we've talked about it before. And as it relates to this one, it's important to have and recognize messengers of intuition. This is your gut feelings for the most part. Uh, I'm going to go through the list here. And like everything I got a list. But um, the, the first one, <clears throat> excuse me, nagging feelings that persistent thoughts, uh, those are two nagging feelings and persistent thoughts that just, they keep coming back up like something's not right or it shouldn't be like this. Whatever it is, if it just keeps nagging at you, um, it's persisting, you, you have to recognize it and you have to think through why. Uh, that's a tough part. Uh, everybody has these messages of intuition. Most people don't know what to do with them or they ignore them or they misunderstand them um, it, so it's important to really think things through and discover why they're coming up uh, it, it's knowing yourself knowing your situation all the, the the more you know 
the more confident you are on these things, the more you're going to understand that intuition that your body has and know that it's there for a reason. Everybody has this, um, you know, maybe someone, a, a mental disorder or something that maybe it doesn't, I don't know. Um, but generally speaking, this is very much an evolutionary uh, trait developed by the brain. Uh, this is how we survived uh, as we evolved. And this is how basically all creatures on earth survive is these messengers of intuition. Um, it's developed, uh, we call it the, the reptilian brain or the lower brain. There's no real thought going on there. It's just reaction. And that part of the brain is constantly aware. Uh, you may think of a, a nagging feeling or persistent thought and go, huh, it's, it's magic. It's like a sixth sense or something. No, it's, there's so much information coming into you from everywhere that your brain or your consciousness, I should say, not your brain, your consciousness filters out 99% of it. So right now, depending on what you're doing, if you're just sitting listening to this, that is all you are focused on. Unless there's a very loud bang or someone jumps in the room at you, you're not paying attention to anything that's going on around you. Um, however, that lower brain, that reptilian brain, is always on. It is always looking, smelling, thinking, uh, uh, feeling, sensing something going on around you 360 all the time. Uh, so even with your eyes, for instance, if you look straight ahead, your peripheral vision is there. You're not focused on it. You may be watching TV or looking, reading, uh, working on a project. That's where your focus is. So basically everything around it is it's non-existent. So unless there's uh, definitive movement, uh, you don't notice it. And you will notice movement, though, um, as long as it's fairly recognizable uh, as movement. And that's what your peripherals pick up, that they don't get detail. They get movement um, from the peripherals because uh, that's all it's needed for you to turn your attention to that movement if needed. Um, that is a messenger. Uh, you, you weren't noticing it. You just went, whoa, what was over there? feel like I saw something over there. It came out of the corner of your eye. Uh, it could be a smell. Maybe you're looking straight ahead. You're at a bus stop and you're just waiting for the bus. But suddenly you get this feeling that someone's behind you. And then you turn around. Whoa, someone is right there. It feels like a, a, a sixth sense. But no, maybe you smelled their cologne, but you weren't focused on it. But your brain was. It picked it up. And it said, hey, there's something different here. We don't know what. It can't just send a sign to you um, or yell out and have a little voice in the back of your head go, hey, turn around. There's a dude there that smells horrible. It, it's just, it's always there. It's sending those signals that something has changed. And that is what that gut feeling is. So you have to recognize that gut feeling. Look around, discover what it is. Uh, it's not always something bad. It's usually just something different. So that's why it's important to, to recognize it. Um, you may act irrationally and look at these nagging feelings or persistent thoughts and go, oh no, I need to lash out and hit something. But it could be just an old friend that maybe your your brain, that sense uh, smelled that uh, their clone that you hadn't smelled in 20 years 
um, or their footsteps. Your your hear your earring picked up uh, your your earring. Uh, your hearing uh, from your ears picked up the footsteps that it, it recognized from 20 years ago that you don't remember. You couldn't write it down. You couldn't describe it, but your brain remembered it. And then you had that feeling of something familiar. Well, what is that? And you turn around. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you in 20 years. Like it, Again, it seems like a sixth sense. It's not. It is very scientific the way this is working. You're... Every part of your body is picking up senses all around you. Uh, it just doesn't know how to tell you about some of these things, and you're not focused on it. So recognize it, focus on it, uh, decide what it is, understand what it is, and once you recognize it and do something about it, that feeling goes away. All right? So those are the first two. Again, nagging feelings, persistent thoughts. Uh, the next one here we were just talking about, humor. Uh, specifically dark humor um, the someone you're, you're at the water and hole or whatever um, between work after work whatever it may be uh, and someone says god wouldn't it be great if someone just came in and just shot our boss what a jerk that guy is and you laugh and you go oh yeah that's funny and yeah you said it for a reason and it's in his mind. That's why it comes out as dark humor. Because if you just said, "Man, I want to shoot that guy," you know that people are gonna say, "Well, you you, you can't do that. Uh, we're gonna have to call the police on you." But if you say it with humor, it comes out differently. It's meant to be laughed at. You can always go back and say, "Oh, I was just joking." Mm -hmm. Again, it was on your mind. So recognize that dark humor is coming from somewhere. Next one, wonder. And I wonder, wonder what's going on. Something doesn't feel right. Um, anxiety. Uh, everybody has that, but um, especially nowadays. It, I don't know about you, but it, I went out to get groceries for the first time in like two weeks. And it was pretty anxiety ridden. <laughs> I feel like every time I see somebody cough or hear them sneeze or put their hands in their nose, I'm thinking I'm all, we're all dead. But uh, we're not, uh, hopefully. But nonetheless, that anxiety is there. Recognize it. Um, I did. It was directly from that. Um, curiosity. Um, hunches, gut feelings, uh, doubt, hesitation, suspicion, uh, apprehension, fear. Um, again, all these, everyone's had all of these things. But think back to the times that you did chances are there was something there you know that when we talked uh, on a previous episode about relationships if you have suspicion that your significant other is cheating unfortunately that's good chance they are you know you, you have that feeling for a reason so unless you are manif uh, manifesting that uh, suspicion and creating it that that would be something very different that's uh, a I hate to say a mental issue, but it's a mental thing that you're, you're creating um, that you would you need to talk that through with a psychiatrist or something. But um, if this comes out of nowhere and you feel suspicion, it's, it's probably there for a reason. All right. Um, and, of course, we talked about fear. That was the last one there. Uh, we went into a little more in depth on that on a previous episode. So those are your messengers of intuition they are there to save your life that was why they were created essentially 
um, through evolution or whoever, uh, whatever you want to look at that, it's up to you, but um, they're there. Listen to them. Do something about them. Do not ignore them. Uh, I don't recall if I, I mentioned this in a, a previous podcast. Again, I, a lot of this stuff I've said so many times over the years that I don't remember when I said it, when the last time I said it was. So if I'm repeating myself, my apologies, but it's worth mentioning again. Um, one thing I usually, when we talk about these messengers, messengers of intuition, um, I tell a story and I ask students um, a question. I say, you're sitting on a park bench, you're waiting um, for a bus. Let's so say you're at the bus stop here. Um, and you're just sitting there, nobody else is around, you're waiting for the bus, and then somebody comes up that seems odd, like there's just something. You don't know what it is exactly. Uh, maybe it's, again, a smell. Uh, maybe you do know what it is. Maybe they're in a dark trench coat and their face is somewhat hidden. Um, they don't say anything. Whatever it is, it's, it's making you uneasy. And they come up and sit right next to you. There's a giant bench there. They could have stood, they could have been anywhere else, they didn't need to be right next to you. What do you do? Uh, I ask this at basically every self-defense class I, uh, I give. And usually people give me the right answer. Um, I don't believe it, though. <laughs> I think the majority of people will sit right there and not do anything. And it's because of our fear. We know there's something off about this person. We don't want to be there, but we fear that if we get up and move, that will cause the problem. That is not true. It may trigger something, but it's, it's something's going to happen uh, most likely. So you might as well have distance when it's triggered. So yes, while getting up and moving away may directly cause a trigger, that trigger was going to happen at some point. Um, make the trigger happen under your circumstances and not theirs. So don't be afraid to get up and move. They are in the wrong by coming in and sitting, sitting down right next to you when there's a full long bench that they could have sat on the other side. They could have stayed standing, kept their distance. That goes back to what we talked about before. Uh, they're too close uh, when, when we talked about the rules of opposites. Um, people don't need to be that close. Know where your radius is. We talk about this in my, in particular, my Taekwondo classes, but Hub Keto as well, um, and Gumdo, all of my classes really. Um, I have that color code of distance. Uh, the red, yellow, and green uh, zones when you're sparring. If you're in that green zone, that means you're really far away. Uh, it's going to take at least two or three steps to get close to somebody. That means nothing's happening. You, you can keep your arms down a little bit. You can relax a little bit. Uh, it's usually more uh, in between the action or break from action or nothing's happening. You're in that safe zone. Typically, that's a, a solid six to ten feet away. Uh, when you start getting in that you can reach or touch somebody with a step towards them, that is the yellow zone. You should be extremely cautious if somebody gets close enough to be in your yellow zone. That's that's we'll say six foot uh, is the the absolute minimum. They need to be at least six foot away. Uh, when they get to that six foot zone, it that's your yellow zone. You need to be watching and be on guard and find a way to get out of that yellow zone. 
because uh, if they keep putting themselves in that yellow zone, that's a threat, and you need to say something about it, do something about it. Um, and then there's the red zone, which is close enough that you do not need to move at all to touch somebody or hit somebody or grab somebody. You should never let somebody in that close uh, unless they're a personal friend, so, someone that you trust, that you know they're not going to hit you or do something. Um, that is that red zone. That's an important place that you don't want a stranger to be in. There's no reason for a stranger to be that close to you at all. Um, so we talk about that in sparring classes and understanding when you can relax and when you need your hands up, um, how to stay in that yellow zone so that it takes just a blink of an eye to get in faster, uh, to make that first landing of a punch or a kick. Um, but it, it works in these prevention awareness. Uh, know those zones and know what your personal zone is. Everyone can change a little bit. Um, the more skilled you are, the smaller that zone can be. Um, the less skilled you are, the, the farther away they need to need to be in that, you know, that yellow zone should be closer to that 6, 10 feet away. Um, and the green zone, 10, 20 feet away, whatever it may be. Uh, know your personal preferences and your skill, skill levels of these things. All right. Um, that is it for today. Um, that is your messengers of intuition that we finished with, your uh, rules of op opposites and workplace pins. Um, as usual, if you have questions over any of this stuff or there's something you want me to go over, please let me know. Um, I've only had one person say they've even listened to any of these. Uh, so I hope people are listening because uh, I think there's a lot of good information, especially if you do something about it. It's one thing to just hear it it's another thing to do something about it to train it um but you can with awareness and prevention you can do something pretty quick about it just to be aware of it doesn't take that much effort not as much as it does to to learn how to throw punches and kicks and escapes and grappling whatever it may be so i, I hope you're getting from getting something from this um let me know if you are um if there's certain things you want me to touch on in future episodes uh let me know um I, uh, hopefully I'll get some people in here uh, getting closer to opening up so I can get some feel safer with giving people uh, having people come in to the, the studio here and uh, sit down and talk with us um, I can still do phone calls and take people through that way it's just a lot easier when they're in here um, and then of course the timing uh, everyone has their own schedule but hopefully soon uh, you'll hear some other voices on here um, and we'll have some fun with that so um, that is it for today. Hope you enjoy.